Welcome to the Agri Rally Podcast. I am so delighted that you took the time to invest in yourself and to listen to this podcast. This message will change, will transform your life. How many times have you heard or said the words, I am afraid of being vulnerable. Hey listen, each of us have a story. A story that is messy. Things we hold dear. Secrets we don't dare to share. We have flaws. Stories of brokenness. We see them as weaknesses and are too afraid to share these with anyone else. We are too afraid to open up because we fear rejection and humiliation. We are afraid of being judged, talked about, or perhaps even ridiculed. Yet in today's world, we increasingly see many great leaders taking bold steps, sharing their failures, sharing their mistakes on global stages. They are not afraid to expose their flaws to their teams, their friends, and to the world. Many of us watch from a distance, admiring those who dare to be vulnerable. And at the same time, we choose to build up walls to shield ourselves because in our minds, if we dare to step out, if we dare try to be vulnerable, we will be looked upon as weak. Now I had to ask myself, how could it be possible that in the weakest moments of great professionals and leaders, they are the strongest? Now, as usual on the Averali podcast, grab your pen, your paper, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever you need to take notes, because today we are going to talk about the power of vulnerability, your strength in control. get started. Now, Brene Brown, one of the leaders in the vulnerability movement, in her daring greatly, how the courage to be vulnerable transformed the way we live, love, parent, and lead. Brene defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Brene perceives vulnerability as the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. Now I'd like to extend that definition to include that vulnerability, it is a powerful force, a force that will give your career that extra boost and help you to build trust-based relationships. Now, when we talk about vulnerability, I'm not talking about, um, you know, kids or seniors or hackers that will hack into your computer systems. I'm talking about emotional vulnerability. And so there are three things I would like to share with you. Number one, vulnerability and courage, they walk together hand in hand. It is an exercise in openness, 
without fearing rejection and showing the world and your friends that yes, you are only human. You have flaws and you will share those flaws. You will share those failures without shame or without rejection. I love to go back to the Bible because I call that my perspective. Now, there was a story. You may have heard of the story of Paul. He was Saul and he became Paul in the Bible. He labored. Paul toiled. He often went without sleep and food. He experienced what it felt like to be out in the cold and without clothes. There was a daily pressure and anxiety on Paul for all the churches. However, Paul was confident that he could boast about the things that showed his weakness. He had the courage to step out in his weakness because he knew that God's favor and loving kindness towards him made him strong, strong to stand against all fears and all dangers. Paul knew that in his weakness, God's strength was perfected in him. Now, when you are going to be vulnerable, you have to have the courage, the faith to believe that when you step out, God is there. The faith to believe that you have the courage to move, not fearing rejection or fearing backlash or fearing danger. You have the courage to step out and to be vulnerable. Now, vulnerability without courage will not work. Now, the second thing you need to know is that vulnerability and authenticity, I call them best friends. It's about letting your true, authentic self be seen. When you are authentic, people are drawn to you. You are viewed as the cool person, the normal person, understanding, down to earth. In essence, what happens is that you become more attractive. People want to be around you. And this gives other people permission to open up and share about themselves. Now, in every relationship, the key is to leverage vulnerability to build trust. You know, when I was growing up, there was an old rule, and I think it still is relevant, that in order for people to trust you, you must first extend trust. This act of offering trust will be perceived as authentic and encourage others in return to be fully open with you. They will think that you are approachable. So your strength in vulnerability is to be authentic by openly expressing yourself as a means of connecting and building trust. Now, I like to bring my own personal story in. So here goes. Now, watching many great leaders and ordinary people giving speeches and talks, I would observe how open and authentic they are in sharing their stories. They shared whether their stories were good or whether their stories were bad or whether their stories were even embarrassing. And I said, wow, maybe I can try this. And so what I did was I created a catalog of all the things, all the experiences I have been through that I know people would identify with and connect with my own story. And so for all my speaking engagements, I aim to make my content relatable. And I do this by allowing myself to be vulnerable and authentic and share my own personal stories. Now, I like to refer to them as the hook, the opener or the closer because they work wonders with audiences. They engage and inspire the heart. 
I do the same at work with my staff. I share stories. I share my experiences, good or bad. And it never seems to amaze me how transforming that is for the other person and sometimes even for yourself. So recently, I was touring Canada, attending a keynoting at several leadership conferences. And during lunchtime, one of the leaders asked me a question. And I really, truly did not have the answer. Now, while I could have conjured up a response and add some spice to it and make it seem like I'm intelligent and make it seem like I'm a keynote speaker who is in control, I knew the better option was to be authentic. So despite the executive sitting at the lunch table, I simply said, I do not have the answer for your question. Whoa, time out. Can you imagine being the keynote speaker and could not answer a question? So when the delegates reconvened for the afternoon session, you know, the first thing I did, I opened up the session by sharing with the entire leadership team in attendance about my experience at lunch. And you know what? That was so appropriate because the topic I was going to be talking on was about authentic leadership. Now, I allowed myself to be vulnerable and shared not knowing the answer rather than attempting to fumble my way through just to avoid shame or just to avoid rejection or just to avoid being judged. But no, I showed it was okay. I demonstrated it was okay as a guest speaker to be vulnerable and to admit that you did not have the answer. Now, this small act of being vulnerable, it produced lasting and impactful benefits throughout the rest of the conference. For the rest of the afternoon, people openly, willingly shared their stories without reservations. In some cases, I thought, wow, because some of the stories were so personal, but relevant to the discussion. And that just created a bond with the employees and with me, with myself as a speaker. Now, what vulnerability and authenticity does is that it gives others permission to open up to you and to be themselves. Number three, vulnerability and connection is a powerful bonding force. It is about breaking down walls, building bridges, connecting with others, and giving meaning to relationships. Now, I'm sure you're asking, how could something so good as vulnerability be so fearful and frightened? You see, we all have fears and doubts because the world has taught us never to show our weaknesses, never to let an interviewer see your weakness. They will write you off as a bad candidate. They will think that you're not good for their company. But you know what? That is so far from the truth. How about this? I'll share my own story again. You see, most of us shy away from the question, tell us about your weakness in an interview. Oh, no, 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 no. Me? I don't have weaknesses. And you fumble and you come up with some strength, you know, to impress. But me? No. A couple years ago, I was being interviewed for a leadership position with the execs of a Fortune 500 multinational corporation. Now, during the interview, when I was asked to share my weakness, I jumped at the opportunity to be vulnerable and shared how, as a young organizational leader, I failed my team. 
I shared there was a point where I was driven by success and placed less emphasis on employee engagement. And that was disastrous. Now, right now you're listening and you are perhaps thinking, oh, she is definitely crazy. I think that she was going through a moment of temporary insanity. Can you imagine she's speaking with execs who are recruiting for a leadership position? And by the way, they are big on people philosophies and they need a leader who can transform a team. And she told them about her failure with her team. Whoa, time out. But you see, folks, no, I was in control of what was happening. I was being courageous, authentic, and right there in the boardroom, I was intentional about building a bridge that connected me with the panel. And I did that in less than 30 minutes by just being vulnerable. I leveraged experience of my flaws, my failures, my weakness, and I turned it around to demonstrate my strength showing the executives how I was capable of being a leader who could take messy situations and turn them around into a powerful message of success. You see, being vulnerable in that interview, I was no longer a victim of my circumstances or a victim of my experience. I was a victor over my circumstances and a victor over past negative experiences. My strength in vulnerability was the ability to connect with others by openly expressing my flaws with an optimistic resolution. So I'm sure you're wondering, how did that end? Well, you know what? By the very next day, I received a call and I was offered the job with the organization, tasked with bringing about organizational transformation Vulnerability is your strength in control. Let me share with you, it is not an act of weakness or being submissive, careless, or foolish. It means you are powerful, capable, flexible, and have the ability to embrace uncertainty, risk, and use them to your advantage. Emma Sepala, who is a science director at Stanford University Center for Compassion and altruism research shares. When you are open as a manager, you will ultimately create a better work environment. Your employees will see you as human beings and feel closer to you. Now I say to you, when you are open as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, as a friend, you will ultimately create better relationships. People will feel closer to you, embrace you, and see you just as humans. Contrary to popular belief, vulnerability will not destroy your well-protected identity. It will not mess up your social circles or demoralize you. No, 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 no. Vulnerability is the key to successful relationships. Now, I know at this point you're saying, really? I don't know where to begin. How do I practice vulnerability? Well, stay tuned. We'll be right back with the answers.
first thing you have to do, number one, give yourself permission to be vulnerable. You cannot tap into the full extent of your power until you begin to see and experience vulnerability as strength instead of weakness. So give yourself permission to embrace vulnerability. Yes, the threat of experiencing rejection is real, but the opportunities, the potential of connecting and building relationship and getting others to open up and just be themselves, be their authentic self, is greater than the fear of a potential, potential rejection. I have never been rejected being vulnerable. In fact, it brings people to tears because they see that deep inside, whatever they're going through that they're hiding and holding on to so dear, there is someone else out there who have walked that walk. So it allows them to recognize that they're not alone. So give yourself permission to be vulnerable. Number two, practice self-awareness. Get to know who you are. Get to understand your strengths, your weaknesses. One of the things I did was to create a catalog of my weaknesses and a catalog of my strengths. And so whenever I'm speaking with someone, I draw from that catalog just to share something that will cause them to rise up and recognize that if she can do it, so can I. So practice self-awareness, be confident in who you are, because being vulnerable is not some overnight phenomenon. You're not going to wake up and say, oh, I'm going to be vulnerable today. No, it takes trial and errors, practice, courage, and self-awareness. The more you become self-aware is the more you are in tune to who you are, identifying your weaknesses, your strengths. And when you know your strengths, it is easier for you to be vulnerable because you know that this is not what defines you. Your weakness, your flaws, your mistakes does not define you. And you can leverage your strength to overcome those weaknesses. So know yourself, be self-aware. And number three, be intentional and adaptable. It is no guarantee that you won't be judged. But trust yourself, know yourself enough to trust yourself that you are capable of handling the outcome no matter what. Be intentional about the desired outcomes you want. Work towards it. Adapt in the moment if you need to. And if you are judged, ridiculed, experience backlash, be resilient. Be adaptable. Work your way through it. Because the benefits of being vulnerable far outweighs the cost of backlashes. You know, the benefit is not only about the persons or persons you're speaking with. The benefit is also your own self-benefit. There is a freedom of expression that comes when you allow yourself to be vulnerable. There is a freedom that comes because you know who you are. You are confident in, in who God created you to be. You are confident into your, in your identity. You are confident that you can step out and God is there with you. You are confident that despite what others say, you know who you are and no one can take that from you. So when you are going to practice being vulnerable, you have to be confident in who you are and whose you are. You, number four, have to know your value, know your self-worth. 
the first thing you need to do is let your authentic self shine through. You know that you have a right to be here and every inch of your being is worthy to be treated fairly, respected and appreciated. And if others have an issue with that, then this is not your concern, really? Because when you choose to remove the walls and open up to others, you go with a positive mindset. You expect the response to be positive. Why? Because you know you are worth it and you know you deserve the best. So let go and allow vulnerability to get in a state of flow. And all you have to do is just know your worth, value yourself, and know that your weaknesses does not define you, your strengths define you. Now, if you're not optimistic, if you're not confident, and if you do not operate with a growth mindset, then being vulnerable will be challenging. So practice optimism, practice self-confidence, practice having a growth mindset, knowing that if you fail, you will get up, you will go at it again. And therefore, if you face rejection in being vulnerable, you'll get up, you'll go at it again because you are intentional about building that bridge and connecting, whether it's with your husband, whether it's with your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your coworker, the banker, in an interview, you want to build that bridge where both of you can walk on that bridge and meet each other, express yourself and be free. Now, I hope those tips really help you. There's more, but we can only cover so much on this podcast. So I encourage you, I'm going to leave you with an ending quote from Brene Brown. She says in a TED Talk show, there was only one variable that separated the people who have a strong sense of love and belonging and the people who really struggle for it. And that was the people who have a strong sense of love and belonging believe they are worthy of love and belonging. That's it. They believe they are worthy. End quote. I am here to tell you today, folks, you are worthy. You are worthy of being loved. You are worthy of belonging. You are worthy of being appreciated. You are worthy of being respected. And because you are worthy, then you can be vulnerable and openly share to connect. Now, I'm going to recommend three books for you. The first book is Byron Brene Brown, Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. The second book is also by Brene Brown. I thought it was just me, but it isn't. Making the journey from what people will think to I am enough. And the last book is my own, Big Dreams, don't just happen. Now, these three great resources are all available at amazon.com or amazon.ca. Now, today you go on out there and you transform a life. That's the goal of this podcast. Transform lives by sharing and discussing real issues, real questions, real challenges on faith, career, leadership, and business. So you go out there today and you'll be free to practice vulnerability until you master it. The benefits will far outweigh any fear that you could have. 
Now, if you'd like to have to be on the show, head on over to www.avrilrally.com and drop us an email. Once again, it was amazing spending these minutes with you, and I hope that you have a blessed day. See you next two weeks on the Avril Rally Podcast. Thank you.